from the Brisbane Lions, Danny Daly. Danny, good morning. Morning, Paul. Morning, Jared. Yeah, it was a good victory in the end, Danny, but the, the Gold Coast Suns, they led at half-time, they led at three-quarter time, and it was a good last term, five goals for the Lions that got you home in the four points. Yeah, it was a tough old game. Um, they're getting tougher and tougher, these games. So, um, yeah, they, they made us work really hard, but... Um, uh, thankfully, in the last quarter, we were able to get our, our brand together a bit and um, and kick away, but uh, certainly it was a tough old affair. It was a tough old affair, and Paul and I were chatting about this at the top of the show, Danny, that the Q clash, it's arrived. Um, I think when, when the rivalry started out, it wasn't a rivalry, but it's serious now. We, we had a lot of talk in the lead-up to it uh, and throughout the game, so it's it's here to stay as as a really good fixture on the calendar each year. I think so. Um you know, I think Gold Coast won eight games this year, but they've certainly improved out of sight and probably could be a couple more wins. So, you know, they're on the right tracks. You know, Stewie Doo's doing a great job down there and um, they'll be better again next year, which will make this uh, crash even better again. So I think, um, you know, for Queensland football, it's a great thing to have two sides being really competitive and, and up amongst it. So um, I dare say as the years go on, they'll be uh, a bit like the showdowns and uh, the rest mm. of the trade derbies, you know, so um, which is good. It's good for footy, good for Queensland. Danny, Reese Matheson has spent a big chunk of time in the VFL this year and judging by the last two performances we've seen him there in the seniors, he's determined not to go back because, again, on Saturday night, he was one of the best for the Lions. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he kicked a couple of goals and, and had a fair few clearances again and, you know, he brings the energy to the to the group and to the crowd and um, he's taken his chance and that's all you can do when you, when you get an opportunity at AFL level to take your chance and make it hard for a match committee to you know to drop you so that's great for him and um yeah i can't see him going back anytime in the near future the lions are flying under the radar eight in a row you said they won paul in the q clash yeah oh sorry yeah Uh, but there's a few teams around them on the ladder that aren't really generating much talk as well like the swans and that and of course melbourne have hit the wall right now who would you say is the team to beat Oh, look, no doubt. Um, I'm going to give you the one that everyone will say, which is probably Geelong. They're sitting Geelong. the game clear. Uh, you know, they're, they're going really well. They're good around the contest. They defend really well and move the ball well. And um, Yeah, so they would be the team to beat um, right now. Obviously, Collingwood have won nine in a row and they're going pretty strong. So uh, they're in good form. Um, but, did yeah, you watch that game good. last night? Oh, I did. What what I goes did. through your mind as uh, you know a key person in another side? Do you, do you get the excitement that we get as just supporters? I do, and it was interesting um, when the young fellow Jones was having a shot for goal. I, I noticed there was a few people around him, Essendon players, and I thought, God, I hope they don't miss this because Collingwood will just go for it, and it seems like Essendon were ready to celebrate. So, um, yeah. and you know, without behind the goals vision and all that, it's really hard to tell, but. Uh, yeah, and like that kick from Elliot, like that was just unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. When yeah. you're watching Danny uh, as as a Lions coach and you see that, are you, are you actually going for Essendon because it works out better for you in the long run if Collingwood are a game behind you? So are you looking oh, at it that way? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, yeah, no doubt. You're always looking at teams around you and... Uh, you know, hoping they get beat so you can get a bit of a buffer. But the reality is the ball's in our court. Um, but, yeah, I was hoping he'd miss. But then again, for footy and the excitement after the game, and, and, and that's what you love about footy. Um, so, in a way, I was glad he kicked it because it was just a great moment for football. Just going back to that, 
uh, the Essendon hit the post. Is that the type of thing that you'd say take notes on and, and bring it up at, at team meetings this week, or is that already a given at a club like Brisbane? It's already a given, and in the coaches' box, um, no matter when we're having a set shot for goal, we always make sure that you know we're yelling out from the bench or the runners out, making sure we set up for a kick in in case you miss. Um, but especially in that situation, and yes, they're in a young group, and um, it'll be great learnings for them. They'll no doubt bring it up and um, talk about you know what they need to do in those moments. Um, you know, from a leadership perspective, and also just a team defence. You, you can never anticipate that someone's going to kick a goal. Uh, we always are on the caution that they're, they're going to kick a point and we're set up for it. Right. If we happen to kick a goal, then we can um, we can run from our spots and celebrate then. Danny, uh, the game itself, we always applaud the goal kickers and the elite midfielders. But on Saturday night, probably the Lions' best was Brandon Stasevich. He's one of the defenders. He shut down Isaac Rankin again. Um, and Isaac had very little impact on this game as well. So Brandon was obviously given a task by the coaching staff, and he must have performed a 10 out of 10 for you guys. Uh, no doubt. Um, I'm pretty sure he would have run a second place in the medal, second place in the medal. But, um, you know, week in, week out, Brandon just does a job for us. Um, and we knew Rankin was, you know, super important for them and it's had a great year. And, um, you know, for the job he did, it just takes a great, you know, amount of discipline and, and mental you know, ability to be able to do that for the whole 100 minutes. Um, and, like, he was filthy that Rankin kicked the goal right on the sideline. Like, he was filthy about that. But, um, yeah, he played a great game. And he's had a great year for us, not, you know, locking down the small forwards every week. There's two key moments out of the out of the weekend's football. I just wanted a quick comment uh, from you, Danny. The first was Richmond uh, when they played on. And it looked for all intents and purposes they were close enough to get a score, which would have seen them get four points as opposed to two. So there's that one. And the other one was uh, with Jamie Elliott's shot uh, for goal. As the siren, you could see the clock ticking down. Swap places. Would the coaching staff uh, send a message to the likes of Elliott to say, hang on, don't deviate off that line because it'll play on and you'll get nothing um, in, you know, in the dying seconds? Well, all you can do is yell out from the boundary because you can't use your runner. You can't, yeah, you can't go on the ground, <laughs> no. yeah. So all you can do is really yell and scream and hope that he hears above the 75,000 people. <laughs> Good luck with that. That are in the ground. But, um, you know, there might have been a message sent out at the last goal or centre bounce that there's only a couple of minutes left and everyone holds signs up. But, um, yeah, you just you just hope that the player in that circumstance, the Elliot one I'm talking about, um, has got awareness of the clock and... Um, you know, they might have also been yelling out from the bench, Collingwood, that, um, you know, if they kick a point, there's only 40 seconds left. So the players might have been around that facility, you know, vicinity. So, mm. uh, but someone of experience of Elliot would have seen the scoreboard and seen that it was 32 minutes or whatever and, and known that there wasn't much time left. In the other incident, you know, Young Cumberland, they, they would, that ball was pretty alive for a long period of time. There was no real score, uh, goals kick. So um, there wouldn't have been any opportunity for the runners to get out. So the young kid wouldn't have had much idea at all. Um, he's just playing the game. It was phonetic. He's taken a mark and um, he's wheeled and gone. And, you know, unfortunately, the clock beat him. But uh, that was just unfortunate for, for the young fella. Danny, what's the situation with Daniel Rich? He's had a pretty uh, uh, big head clash there hitting the turf um, after he <laughs> ran into Levi Casbolt's knee. Is is he all right this morning? Have you had a chance to catch up with him? Uh, I texted him yesterday and he had... Um, pretty sore neck and uh, a massive headache and I actually texted him about a minute before I, I came on your show and 
Uh, his headache's gone. He's still a bit sore and sorry, but um, you know he'll obviously miss this week with the concussion yes. protocols. But more importantly, he's on the improve, which um, is good for Daniel. Well, just on this week, it's a big match: Richmond v Brisbane. It's uh, you, you beat them. It's nearly the end for them, assuming that the uh, the Western Bulldogs can win. And, and of course, you guys have got to keep winning as well. Yeah, we do. They're all they're all big clashes, aren't they? Like um, mm. my son tried to do the ladder predictor last night. It's near impossible, but. Uh, yeah, they're all big games. Um, again, we've just got to control what we do. We've got to keep um, improving in our team defence and our contested ball and, um, you know, worry more so about what we need to bring and, you know, take away a couple of their strengths. But, um, yeah, big game for us in terms of cementing our top four and a big game for the Tigers in terms of keeping their final hopes alive. So Sunday afternoon at the G will be a big game, I think, with a big crowd. Who, who did he have running into the eight off his ladder predictor? Uh, he had the dogs in eighth spot. Okay. Mind you, mind you, he had us on top, so, you know, it's a little oh. bit... Oh, a bit of bias, that's good. <laughs> well, so you go with every game, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny. He, had us, he, had us, he had us winning the whole lot, so that was good. <laughs> it's important to have a win at the MCG, though, for the Lions, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, no doubt, you know. We don't get to play there very often, and, you know, we didn't perform that well against Melbourne there, and... Um, you know, we train at the G that week leading into the game, but this week we're going to take a bit of a different approach. We'll have our captains run at the Gabba and fly in the uh, the afternoon before the game and uh, just turn up to the G and just make it a, a normal interstate sort of trip like we do. So, uh, yeah, but no doubt, mate. Like, um, you know, if we want to win the premiership, we've got to win at the G. So no greater opportunity than against the Tigers. I don't know if he would have got the three votes, but if he didn't, he would have got two. Lockie Neal, he's on track for another Brownlow. Uh, he's um, performing really well and... Um, you know, some of his efforts, not only in the last quarter, where, but throughout the game where he just puts his head over the ball and if it spills, his double efforts in trying getting the ball and then releasing it out to a teammate. He's next to none. He's one of the cleanest players in the competition, as we know. But he's having a, a terrific year and they keep sitting on him, but he keeps finding a way to get the football. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic uh, AFL player. I know he plays for the opposition, but Tuke Miller, that's three Marcus Ashcroft medals for him. So he obviously saves his best... For the Brisbane Lions, actually, well, he plays very well for the Suns week in, week out, but he's a, he's very good in the games here against you guys. Yeah, he is, and um, he was the one that was really worrying us, really, in the, the most of the game, especially that third quarter. So, you know, we decided to put Jared Berry on him in the last quarter, and I thought Bezzi did a, a terrific job on nullifying his influence. I think he had five possessions, but, um, you know, one thing in the second and third quarter, he was, he was getting territory from his possessions and setting them up with scores, but... Um, you know, Bezzer was able to control him in the last quarter, but again, he's another outstanding player of the competition, and um, you know, he's their he's their skipper, and um, you know, he he got him going on Saturday night, and he's a outstanding player. And the preparation for the weekend, you'll go down Saturday. Yeah, we'll go down Saturday, so we'll do our captain's run at the Gabba and our meetings here, and head down about I don't know one o'clock potentially, and get into Melbourne about three or four, and boys can chill out and relax and. Um, yeah, so and we've got and, an eight-day break from Saturday. So, And the timing fine. of that game, uh, does that see you back in Brisbane on Sunday night? Yeah, straight back after the game. So I think we've got okay. about a 9 o'clock flight, maybe. That'll um, be right, yeah. So yeah, you, then, you, you arrange all that so you can talk to us on Monday morning, don't you? 100% I do, yeah. mate. <laughs> we thought Gets that was going. the case. my week going, this uh, <laughs> 7.30 conversation, i got to tell you. Danny, we'll get you, you get you to get your son's tips and send them through to us and we can keep an eye on them. So, uh, Lions to win the minor premiership, which was good to know. Well, yeah, I was yeah, pretty tough with that one. Um, 
I do. He's got a good feel for the game, so I'm backing him in. How old is he? <laughs> he's 11. 11. And does he play? He plays for Wyndham Vikings during the footy club out here, yep. Oh, nice. Yep. yep. So, um, loves his footy. They both love their footy, the boys, so it's, uh, it's always good. Is it Don't hard? worry. They let, they, they let me know exactly about the game every week, too. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. I, um, it's like a second match committee. <laughs> the, the kids are amazing. We had our grandsons up here last week, and, and the, the older one, he's well, he's 15. But we were watching football across the weekend, and it didn't matter which of the two codes. He's he's talking, he's commentating, and he knows all the players' names. He knows their stats. He knows everything about them. It's it's terrific, and I guess your two would be the same. Mind-boggling, isn't it? Like um, They're brilliant because they're honest, and they let you know exactly what's going on, especially with your team. So, uh, yeah, I love it. I love the fact they're involved in it, and they love getting out and playing sports. So that's what you want with your kids, isn't it, really? Oh, spot on. Denny, um Always a pleasure to chat to you, mate. We'll catch up Monday morning. Hopefully, the Lions have come away with four points from the MCG against Richmond. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, boys. Have a good week.